0: Lucky for Hauyo, who hated his father going away for months on a voyage, but not for the family dependent on his sailor's wages. Hauyo decided his mother should know and turned to run. But he found his way barred by the corpulent bellies of the merchants mustering on the dockside. Word had gone out that the Chabi was testing the wind this morning, and it seemed as if every merchant in Dagu had hurried down to judge the omens for themselves. The prosperity of the whole voyage depended on how the wind-tester behaved. Only if it flew well would they entrust their cargoes to the Chabi. If it flew badly, they would use some rival ship. It was for this magnificent sight that Go Pei had brought his son to the harbor. Haoyo had asked a hundred times to see it. I'm not sure, his mother had said. What about the poor soul on the hurdle? But Pei had only shrugged and said that worse things happened at sea. Haoyo looked back at the ship. He did not want to miss the testing of the wind. Perhaps his father had only twisted his ankle and would be fit to sail after all. The boy stood on tiptoe to estimate the depth of the crowd, his chances of pushing his way through them. None, he decided, and stayed where he was. A strong, gusty breeze was blowing. Members of the crowd held up wetted fingers and nodded sagely. All the signs were auspicious. A cheerful sunlight brightened all the colors in their silken clothes, bleached the rust-red sails of the chabi. A foreigner stood among the crowd, neither Chinese nor Mongol, but a tan-colored man with eyes shaped like a horse's or a dog's. The Chinese man alongside him was explaining the process of testing the wind.
1: A hurdle is hooked to the end of a rope and set flying in the breeze. Like a flag? asked the foreigner. Not a flag, exactly. More like a kite. Pardon my foolishness. I don't believe you have the word in your language. kite. As the men tug on the rope's end, the hurdle rises up higher and higher on the wind. If it rises up straight, the voyage will prosper. If it flies out so...
0: The guide's hand, in darting out at an angle, dislodged Haoyo's cap.
1: There may be problems. Problems? Storm, perhaps. Be calming. Pirates. Shipwreck.
0: The merchants, standing shoulder to shoulder with the guide, eased themselves away from him as he spoke the words of calamity, as if the words themselves might carry bad luck. Suddenly the tall foreigner with the horse eyes gave a cry. You did not tell me about the man! Hoyo smiled secretly at the foreigner's surprise. The hurdle, a big square hatch cover woven out of palm leaves, was being carried along the deck by seven or eight sailors. The rope was already attached to it by a harness of four cords shackled to each of the four corners. Also bound to this giant kite was a man. A cloth had been wrapped around his head, but now, as he twisted this way and that, struggling to break free, the cloth slipped down, and Yo caught a clear glimpse of his face. Father! The crew must have been pouring rice wine into pay, because the muscles of his face looked slack, and there were stains on his chest but his pinioned hands opened and closed, and the tendons of his bare feet were as rigid as birds' talons.
1: Do they employ criminals for this? No, no, just one of the crew, either very drunk or very stupid.
0: The horse-eyed foreigner nodded and began sketching on a piece of paper, drawing a diagram of the kite harness.
1: Let him go! Untie him! You leave him alone!
0: shouted Yo and struggled to get back on board. But a longshoreman carrying a sack of salt had set it down at the top of the gangplank and sat down to watch the testing of the winds. The gangplank was blocked.
1: Father, don't let them! Let him go, you demons!
0: But the noise of the crowd swallowed Haoyo's voice like the sea swallowing a whisper. He could not make himself heard. Should he run to fetch his mother? By the time he reached her, the kite would be aloft. Should he avert his eyes from the humiliation of his honored father? Haoyo could no more have looked away than a dead man can close his own eyes. He saw the hatch cover carried up to the bow and angled so as to catch the full force of the wind. He saw its woven fabric flex and bow, and his father's hair spread itself around his head as if glued fast to the hurdle. With a noisy rattle, the wind-tester shed gravity and rose into the air on a gust of wind, tautening the rope. The crew paid out more. Then, as the hurdle tilted, jerked on the rope so hard that Pay's jaw snapped shut.